Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon and evening, wherever you are joining me from. Guys, quick apologies for not dropping episode the last couple of weeks. I've not been in the best of health, but getting there, thank you. Um, so yeah, this week I was joined by Ambreen, who is um, a writer for the new show Favour, which is one of the things that we've been collaborating with, with Clean Break and Bush Theatre. Um, yeah, so the show is out now. You can catch it in Bush Theatre between now and um, August. If you want to go, but you can't afford tickets, get in touch and we will find a way to get you there. So yeah, guys, hope you enjoy the show and hopefully I'll be back as normal next week. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Homegirls. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy. I'm really excited for this episode today because I'm actually recording in person with someone and not just sat at my computer talking to myself. And um, this is an amazing collaboration that Homegirls has had the opportunity to do with an organisation called Clean Break. Um, Clean Break is a theatre company which uses theatre to support women who have been in the criminal justice system or are at risk of being in the criminal justice system. Um, They produce plays to get people thinking and talking about these issues. And um, the play that we'll be discussing today is a play called Favour. And um, some of the themes that come in there will definitely relate to you as an eldest daughter. They also run um, a young artist program that's basically found on the membership on their website if you want to find out more details this play will be out in theatre on until the 4th of August and I believe it will be out on the 24th of June so we'll definitely give you more details and hopefully we can take some of you guys to come and see the play the play is written by the amazing Ambreen She's an actress and writer from South London and has written the play called Favour, as I just mentioned. It follows three generations of Pakistani Muslim women, a grandmother, a mom, a daughter, and it's produced by Clean Break and Bush Theatre. So yeah, she wrote and um, acted in the diary of um, Hounslow Girl and toured it nationally and it was also a pilot on the BBC Three. I actually saw some clips of that and honestly I feel like it needs to come back because we need to see people that look like us on the screen so have a look at that as well. So guys um, let me let Ambreen introduce herself. Hi Ambreen. Hi. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So this play sounds amazing and it's definitely something that a lot of home girls can relate to um, being marginalised women. We kind of have had some of these difficult relationships and um, the themes that have come up in the play are definitely things that we have also experienced. What was the inspiration behind the play for you? Um, so I started working with Clean Break on another project, but um, it was a writer called Sonia Hale and I came in as an actress mm to uh, read in uh, one of the parts for her plays and we were developing it with Clean Break at the time. And I love Clean Break as a company because of the brilliant work that they do uh, uh, around the criminal justice system. Yeah. And I I basically had this idea for a play um, about 
Muslim women, uh, a Muslim woman's experience mm-hmm. in prison, yeah. but particularly with addiction as well, um, and how the community um, responds to that. Yeah. So I guess I sort of had this had this idea, um, and I was sort of working with Clean Break as an actress, and I guess it was just the perfect place yeah. and you know the perfect kind of collaboration mm-hmm. for a, a story like that. I was also on the writers program for the Bush at the time as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess it kind of just all came together. Met. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, so it was sort of, and then it was it was just an idea that I've always had based on people that I've known. Mm. Um, people, women, Muslim women who have suffered with an addiction or who have served time in prison. Yeah. And the very unique challenges that they go through. Yeah. That's amazing because as a Muslim woman myself, um, these are not stories that I hear about or have even heard about, um, especially hearing about Muslim women in the criminal justice system and addiction. Um, What, if any, challenges did you face whilst researching this topic? Because it's quite niche. Yeah, um, I guess, I mean, the research, I mean, to be honest, this, this particular play was a labor of love yeah and it really came from the heart in terms of my own experiences and my own family dynamics mm. so I sort of had a lot of um research it wasn't it was just sort of experience yeah, really I was lived. kind of lived experience but then also um I guess you know going into prisons with clean break yeah. and speaking to Muslim women and really understanding the kind of harsh realities that come with being a Muslim woman in prison Mm -hmm. um and I guess I guess that that was difficult you know to listen to at times and hear because the stories were so tragic yeah you know um and I guess the uh you know the 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 attitude from you know some communities was Mm. even more tragic and heartbreaking the fact that some of these women weren't really allowed to come back and reassimilate back into society as men were if they had served time as yeah. men. So I, I kind of just, um, yeah, I guess that was the, the sort of hardest bit was listening to those stories and really consuming them and breathing them in and taking them in uh, and bringing them to the play. That's amazing. Um, do you explore quite a lot of these in the play? The, the the difficulties that Muslim women face yeah, in prison. Yeah, yeah, the whole play is really about that. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and also addiction as well, yeah. which isn't, you know, Muslim women and addiction is not something that's uh, partnered about. up. Yeah, <laughs> quite exactly. A lot, is it? But yeah. it's it's a reality. That yeah, we have to have a dialogue around. So, yeah, I yeah. think it's quite hidden, and especially in immigrant communities, you're meant to have like two lives. Yeah. One that your the community sees everything looks great, and then you have your real life, mm-hmm. the ones that people that you like are close to see, but may also want you to hide. Mm-hmm. So I think having this narrative out there is so important because I was speaking to the team earlier, and I'm like, this is something that's so common, but even at home, girls, addiction is not an issue that we've touched upon before. So it's definitely like opened my eyes and I know that more work needs to be done because people are probably suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. So it's great that um, there's a play that captures it so well. And I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. it and hopefully you guys all will be there too. 
um, I there's a theme of an intergenerational yeah. relationship in the play, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. What was your what was your was that always an idea that you wanted to put out there um having the intergenerational relationships yeah because every generation deals with those themes differently yeah so a grandmother who's you know come over to this country mm. and essentially you know there's quite a sacrificial nature within within muslim communities in regards to women yeah you know so i think a woman who's come over and sacrificed everything and worked incredibly hard to pin down her roots um, and having things behind her, you know, having expectations on her, such as honour, which we call izzat, yeah. you know, the, the honour and, you know, having things like, you know, not bringing shame to the family and mm. all of that stuff. And essentially, you know, being sort of a single mother as well, which yeah. is very rare. We don't really see those stories often, mm -hmm. you know, portrayed within Muslim families. So, yeah, um, it was really important to have three different generations respond to those issues yeah and how they can inspire one another as well how they're you know someone of this generation you know Layla for example the granddaughter how she can in a way inspire the grandmother to think maybe a little bit differently and the yeah. grandmother inspire the granddaughter to think a bit differently you know yeah. um and you know I guess it's it's just it's really important, but also, you know, three generations creates really great drama. Yeah. As well, you know, you put those three generations in one house. Yeah. And it's just, you know, with all of this, you know, all of these themes behind it, and it's a concoction for great drama. Amazingness, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of laughter and tears will yes. probably pre pre yes. present. Yes. Um, how, when doing what you do mm -hmm. in working in the arts, um, as immigrant children, children of immigrants, mm -hmm. we have our lives usually determined or pre-planned for us from like a young age. Either you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, and then that's it. Um, how was it for you um, working or deciding that this is what you wanted to do as a career? And was there any conflict or hardship that you faced or were your family quite supportive? Um... I mean, I think they, I think, you know, I don't blame, you know, my grandmother for maybe wanting a slightly different career mm -hmm. because, you know, they come over and then they, they essentially, I think one of their prime concerns is security. Yeah. Um, so they want that for their grandchildren and their children. Mm -hmm. So I, I really, okay. I think that that is, you know, that I, I totally understand that. But, you know, I think... You know, I, I, I don't I didn't really come up against much hardship in, yeah. in that respect. You know, I did have uh, a mother who was and a sister who is also in the arts, but a mother who was incredibly sort of, uh, you know, fell short in some other places. But mm. then, you know, in other places, you she know, was she great. was like, go and get what you want, baby girl. You yeah. Know, just do, do whatever you want to go and do. Yeah. So I guess it was kind of. I guess I was really sort of encouraged in, in to that do way. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever made us happy. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure some of the girls will listen to this and mm. hope that for themselves because yes, it's yes. not always the, the normal narrative mm. for um, a lot of immigrant daughters. Mm. Um, so for anyone that's hoping to get into this industry, do you have like any advice that you would give them? especially as 
marginalized women in um, a space that's usually white and um, male dominated is there anything that you would tips that you would give them on to put in their step in the door yeah I mean I guess it, I would always just say just always sort of walk in your truth and come from the truth like if you want to tell a story make sure it's your truth yeah um and you know I think one thing I would always say to people as well is don't leave your career in the hands of anyone else or don't leave you know your your existence in the hands of Mm. anyone else make sure you have autonomy over what you're doing um because it can get very very it can just get really unattractive otherwise this this uh industry so i would say make sure that if you have a story to tell you know tell that story whatever it might be but i would always say keep busy over something that you have autonomy over Mm -hmm. you know particularly if you're doing something like acting yeah which is not always in your hands yeah you know if you are a creative and you are an artist deep down a true artist and you you want to express that artistry don't be afraid to do that just just do it in whatever capacity you want to and have ownership over it that's amazing I'm gonna take that advice because (laughs) that is it was really good um yeah that's amazing like is there one thing that if you before you wrote the play what would have been something that if if I was to come to you as a Muslim woman with an addiction and I didn't know where to go mm-hmm. what advice would you give me on how to navigate my way around this thing that I'm going through that I don't necessarily know what it is or have other people to talk to about in terms of support groups support, yeah support things. yeah yeah I would say there's a there's a great you know project the uh, Muslim women in uh, prisons project run by the brilliant Sophia Buncey yeah you've also got the South Hall sisters who are mm-hmm. brilliant who are probably I guess a little bit more local in terms of if you're from London yeah um so I would definitely um I would definitely you know and also clean break like yeah clean break are brilliant you know um but there's you know we, we are quite fortunate enough to have you know I would say that those two organizations really helped me in yeah. my research mm-hmm. and I know how much they do for women yeah you know? and but particular but I mean you know clean break I've been with for years and they are a wonderful organization yeah, whose doors amazing. are always open for women mm-hmm. yeah amazing this was such a great different and great for me because I learned so much and theater is something that a lot of our girls want to not necessarily work in but experience mm-hmm. but them being parentified and being second moms they didn't always have that chance to do so Mm. so I'm hoping to drag some of them when this comes out Mm. and um, so guys like I mentioned earlier the play will be out in June 24th of June there's um, count me in tickets at a discounted um, price and if you want to go and can't afford to do so please get in touch we will find a way to get you there and Ambreen, thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy, so <laughs> I'll wrap this up. And um, guys, thanks for tuning in and hopefully catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Bye.